Sabia Cobb met Helen Driver at a party in Wooten Street. Who was giving the party, Sabia was unsure. She hadn't very much wanted to go, but a young man had asked her to. Usually, if she thought him harmless, she tried to go about with the occasional young man. It was only prudent, or so Sabia believed. This young man was called Marcus, and he drove Sabia to a tall house, folded in a grey March evening mist. Upstairs, the party raged. Someone was always winding up the gramophone, and dance tunes came bleating out of it. Glasses and people clinked and glittered. Oh, look, there's Driver, said Marcus, sounding contemptuous, which might mean he was impressed. Whose driver is that? asked Sabia, annoyingly. No, Edmund Driver, the writer. He's not bad, they say. I've not read him. But an absolute swine, I've heard. He only comes to a party to make clever remarks, and then turns everyone into caricatures in some book. Marcus himself was at the edges of the publishing business. No doubt such nasty caricatures, or similar ones, were of indirect benefit to him. Sabia was not interested. She drank her sticky blue cocktail slowly and looked round under her eyelids. Marcus had been too young for the war. Surely it wasn't this that made him look so unfinished, like a half-boiled egg. If so, that did not apply to Sabia, who had also been too young, properly, to understand. Now in her twenties, she might herself be wise enough, yet still felt she understood very little. Why, for example, was she really here at this party? Then she saw, with her serpent's gaze, Helen. Who's that woman? Which? Oh, don't know. Her dress is wonderful. Is it? he said. The rest of her is pretty good too, I'd say. But no, she isn't young. Well over thirty. Still, modern enough and well off. Sabia, who hadn't really noticed at all Helen's long, slender, green stalk of a dress, did now see the flash of a wife's slave rings on her left hand. Then Marcus wanted to dance, so Sabia said she was too tired, and in a while he went off somewhere or other. And then Sabia glided, as she herself amusedly thought, like a panther through the thickets, and arrived where Helen was. Helen was not drinking a cocktail. Someone had found some whiskey, and she was drinking that. Three men had surrounded her, and Sabia wondered which was the husband, for how alike these men all were, in their black and white. Sabia eased herself between two of them, who good-naturedly allowed her to do so. Sabia said brightly, Oh, Daphne, how are you? The four of them turned and looked at her, blank. Oh dear, said Sabia, her face falling. Am I mistaken? Helen laughed. She didn't seem put out. She didn't really look, Sabia thought, as if anything could irritate her very much. Nor would she take much notice of it. Her face was so smooth 
only the tiny, faint, pencil-sketched lines to either side of her mouth and at the edges of her eyes. No one, however, was going to enlighten Sabia or draw her in. Of course, she was not really in their class. She had a foreignness, an exotic quality that, carefully smother it as she did, was still somehow audible to certain people across great distances of money, accent, and clothing. Sabia pretended confusion. She slunk away, as she was supposed to. Presently, sitting on a couch with some others, she watched Helen drift out of the room. She was now on the arm of another man entirely. But Sabia paid him little attention. I love that woman's dress, she tried again, more successfully with these female companions. Yes, it's gorgeous, isn't it? From Paris, probably. Probably. 